You are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick, and with me today of Julie Kudasov, Portfolio Manager and Senior Analyst with the Kane Anderson Rudnick Small Mid-Cap Core Portfolio. Julie, thank you very much for being here today and the insight you're going to provide our KaneCast listeners. Hello, Jordan. Happy to be here. Julie, while the first half of 2021 was led by lower quality equities, we began to see fundamentals start to take shape and be more of a focus in the second quarter. Can you talk about some of the key drivers at the market level that have impacted this? It was another solid quarter for the equity markets, driven by the robust post-pandemic economic recovery. Some renewed focus on fundamentals was indeed evident in June, driven by changing interest rate and inflation expectations. One significant development during the quarter, flattening of the yield curve, particularly following the Federal Reserve's hawkish turn at their June 16th meeting. Historically, yield curve flattening signals an economic slowdown or deflationary pressures. Under the current robust recovery rising inflation scenario, it is most likely telling us that the hyper pace of post-pandemic growth is unsustainable and we may soon be returning to more of a steady state. Importantly, this is taking place against the backdrop of significant inflationary pressures on input costs, both raw materials and labor, which tends to favor high-quality companies that are generally able to more easily pass this cost on to their customers in the form of higher prices. The Russell 2500 benchmark's performance for the second quarter as a whole, however, was still led by low-quality names, those with low earnings quality, high financial leverage, and high volatility, which is an unfavorable environment for us as investors in the highest-quality companies. Julie, what were some of the key contributors to returns during the second quarter of 2021 in the Smidcore portfolio? Our strongest performing sectors were industrials, driven by Equifax, ticker EFX, and healthcare, driven by Charles River Laboratories, ticker CRL. Our top stock contributor for the quarter was Bentley Systems, ticker BSI, a technology holding. Other top contributors included Pool Corporation, ticker Pool, and MSCI, ticker MSCI. Leveraging the company's highly specialized domain expertise, Bentley designs and sells software for infrastructure markets, allowing for seamless collaboration between experts such as civil engineers and city planners. In fact, Bentley's brand is synonymous with infrastructure, with the company holding a leading market positioning in each of its segments. Engineering software is, by its very nature, highly specialized. Once engineers adopt the technology and integrate it into their workflows, they are reluctant to try something new. In addition, such software is very costly and cumbersome to replace, resulting in Bentley's robust customer retention rates. From the financial perspective, the company boasts an enduring track record of top-line growth and profitability. Importantly, the business needs very little capital and therefore converts nearly all of its earnings into free cash flow. As a result, the company maintains a strong balance sheet and returns excess cash to shareholders in the form of regular cash dividends and opportunistic share repurchases. Can you also walk us through some of the key detractors to returns during the second quarter for Smidcore? 
Our weakest performing sectors was materials, a cyclical sector where our holdings are particularly different from those on the benchmark. Scott's Miracle Grow Tick SMG, our only material sector name, was the largest detractor for the quarter. Other detractors included Thor Industries Ticker THO, Bright Horizons Family Solutions Ticker BFAM, Interactive Brokers Group Ticker IBKR, and LPL Financial Holdings Ticker LPLA. Scott's Miracle Grow is a leading manufacturer and distributor of lawn and garden products. You are probably familiar with the companies Scott's, Miracle Grow, Roundup, and Ortho brands. And brands are important, as most people make only one soil or wheat killer purchase a year, and at a relatively low price point are willing to pay a little more, knowing that the product will work. As such, brand strength translates directly into pricing power, which is particularly vital in the current inflationary environment. And being the largest lawn and garden product player results in multiple scale advantages, be it in national advertising or the ability to serve large customers. Scots continue to benefit from the stay-at-home environment, which has driven increased consumer engagement in lawn and gardening projects. Hawthorne, the company's fast-growing hydroponics division, also continued to deliver solid performance. Shares lacked, however, driven by investor rotation away from the so-called stay-at-home segments in anticipation of a post-pandemic shift in consumer spending patterns. We see these concerns as temporary in nature and continue to admire Scott's leading market positioning, which we believe has been enhanced further during the pandemic. The company remains one of our highest contributors for the trailing 12-month period. Julie, lastly, as we move into the second half of the year, what are some of the considerations you're looking at from a portfolio level? We're entering the second half of the year with more confidence, albeit cautiously as COVID-19 has proven to be an unpredictable enemy, as evidenced by recent case resurgence in Europe. As we noted in the beginning, one can discuss the outlook today without touching on the interest rate environment and inflation expectations. We see companies that are strong free cash flow generators, self-funding entities that do not rely on external capital for growth, so for them a less accommodative rate environment tends to serve as a tailwind from a competitive standpoint. As it relates to the inflation concerns, we believe that our companies are also better protected. As I mentioned, we shy away from capital intensity and direct commodity exposures, and in our view, our company's leading market positioning provides them with solid pricing power, including the ability to pass through any input costs increases to their customers. Needless to say that with the market at its current highs, finding attractive relations is more challenging. But we're able to identify pockets of opportunity, companies that we believe are positioned to benefit from structural shifts occurring in their industries. And the pandemic has accelerated a number of such shifts, most important of which is digital transformation. We think of ourselves as investors in businesses, more so than investors in stocks, so we continue doing what we have always done, looking for differentiated, protectable businesses, self-funding entities producing superior returns and capital from under-leveraged balance sheets, an attractive set of characteristics which are certainly very relevant today. As always, thank you so much for your time and insight, Julie, and we look forward to future conversations. Thanks, Jordan. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rutnick Investment Management, CAR. 
This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed herein are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the opinions of CAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in the market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by CAR to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive. CAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.